Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A dot com. See you there. This is Katie from Books and Bourbon and Unapologetically She, and this is my mixtape. Welcome to another episode of uh, Your Life, the Mixtape. This week, I am um, super thrilled to welcome my guest. Um, she is someone that I just absolutely adore and always have a good time with anytime she's around. And she's got a new show coming up right here on the network. Um, so funny enough, uh, I could not remember if she had ever done an episode of the show. So I asked her the other day um, and she, thankfully she said yes, uh, but she's got a lot of pans on the fire. So I'm glad that she had time in her schedule for me. Please welcome uh, host of the show Books and Bourbon, which when this airs will have been out for a minute. Um, and she is also a panelist on the hit podcast, Unapologetically She. It's Katie. Thank you. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was, you're always somebody I will always say yes to. So <laughs> you get that privilege. <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was sending emails the other night and I was like, has Katie done this show yet? In my head, I have, because when you ask the questions, <laughs> I can answer them myself. So <laughs> perfect, perfect. I'll get it out loud. <laughs> um, you know, and there's new there's new questions uh, this season. Um, so, you know, since since you do listen to the show, obviously you are a fan of music. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. I have I was kind of laughing. I was going through my collection and I, I loved it. Just hit shuffle. And I never know what's going to come up. And it's an adventure. It's anywhere from classical to hard rock to blues to pop. Yeah, it, a little bit of everything in there. So <laughs> I love that. So answer me this. Uh, what's your favorite song right now? Right now, it's actually um, from one of my all-time favorite artists that I've grown up with, Santana. But he did a song with Chris Stapleton called Joy. Ooh. And I heard it. His new album is actually it's been out for a year now but um i finally remembered i was like oh shit yeah it came out so i downloaded it and so i listened to it and that song those two together like the guitar that santana he's probably my all-time favorite guitarist out there after prince and he just so many different styles and him with chris stapleton it's bluesy it's a little bit country and it's just it's just it's a phenomenal song. <laughs> like the Chris's voice, I've always been in love with, but <laughs> hard not to when you have to live in Kentucky. It's one <laughs> of the favorites around here. <laughs> Excellent. 
Um, so who is an artist um, that you feel like everybody should be listening to? It's actually this band that I've followed for 10, 15 years now. Um, he originally started with Evans Blue, but then he started, he left the band, started his own band called Parabell. And they're a rock band out of, he's from Canada, but mostly they're kind of based out of Florida and Texas for the rest of the band. And, and they would tour with Breaking Benjamin a lot. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of like major influence from Breaking Benjamin for sure. But he has such like lead singer, Kevin, has such a cool voice to him. And he's like, he, they write almost all their own music. They actually have an album. They continuously work on it. Um, obviously they, they haven't been able to tour with the pandemic, but they started it where they, each time they tour in a city, they write a song about that city or state. Oh, wow. And yeah, so they've gotten California, Oregon, Washington, Nevada. So they've gotten the West Coast so far. And they, it literally is just 24 hours they write this song. And it, it's so cool. Like the California one is phenomenal. The Oregon one, which I love because I actually saw them that night that they were in Oregon. <laughs> and, and I heard they were writing it and like seeing them they sat on a bridge in portland wrote the song and performed it and it's yeah it's good <laughs> oh wow yeah and they still like they're one of those bands that you can talk to them on their to their instagram through their twitter when i was on facebook they would do that and they would answer which was super cool <laughs> oh wow like they connect with the fans they'd like the small venues but I, I would love to have people recognize them a little bit more often <laughs> yeah. so Taking it back, uh, what's what's the first song that you remember hearing? I laugh, my dad. This one's for my dad because <laughs> dad's a big parent head, Jimmy Buffett. And it most likely probably was Margaritaville or Pirate Looks at 50 or Son of a Sailor. Like it was, a dim, I know I don't know the exact song, but it was off <laughs> a Jimmy Buffett album. <laughs> Very much so because that man has the whole collection whenever we would travel. It would always have, you'd always have to have a Jimmy Buffett CD <laughs> with you to arrive somewhere. So definitely was that one. <laughs> nice. Nice. <Yeah. laughs> not enough, not enough Jimmy Buffett on this show. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he gets a lot of flack. I mean, he's, he's, but he's fun. He's a fun artist to listen to. And apparently Cincinnati is a huge parrot head city, according to Michelle. Because oh. whenever he would come through. You'd always, <laughs> they would always turn it down. I was like, it's definitely an over 50s crowd, but you know. Right, right. There's memories there. <laughs> uh, what's the song that always makes you cry? It's this song, um, my college friends, we lived on campus, an apartment complex, and um, the boys across the hall we made really good friends with. And Three of them are musicians um, and they showed me the song Angel Sun by Seven Dust. And it happened like, it really started to connect with me. One, it's a super sad song. It's about losing, um, uh, lead, not the lead singer, but I think the drummer from Snot back in the nineties, he died in a car crash. And I yeah. uh, wrote this song about him. And when I was listening to it, and they started playing it for me. It was like right after my great grandma had passed away. And so just like I connected to it through that way. And 
the music video is absolutely phenomenal. They have like, starts off they're playing around to this bonfire at the beach and they had this CGI person walking through that kind of looks like the person that died. I mean, they have his mom there. And he, so he's walking through this whole, like all of these musicians, like all these famous rockers from the early, late nineties, early two thousands that are all playing together and the way they do it, it's so phenomenal. Like they actually have them flying from the stars to, and lights the fire for the bonfire and then have him walking through, you know, hugs his mom on it. He, you know, hugs people through it. it, it it's a powerful music video. Wow. Like Seven Dust, like there's great band. It was a lot of fun to listen to. And it's, it's very, it's a solemn song for sure, but they do a great job with it. I actually got to hear it live once and it was like, wow. <laughs> But yeah, between all that connection, it just, it's beautiful. And it's a beautiful song. <laughs> you don't really hear many rock versions of a song like that very often. Anymore. Yeah. But it's, it hits very well. <laughs> what's your, what's your guilty pleasure song? Like the song that's just absolutely terrible, but you love it. Party in the USA by Miley. Okay. <laughs> all right. I just, or, uh, that or Happy by Pharrell. Like sometimes you just need a fun, happy song, and both of those are it for me. Like it, it, it bops for me. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Not a fan of her usually, but <laughs> that song in particular just I was like, eh, it's fun. <laughs> uh, what's the best song to sing in the shower? This is how we do it. My Montel Jordan is something I don't know why, but I have always sung that song maybe because like it was always playing in our dorm room friday nights such a friday night song we were all getting ready take showers get ready to go out because we lived in such a popular town we didn't i lived in a farm town for college but (laughs) and it's always kind of stuck with me it's it's a fun song to sing it's good going get you waking up and going (laughs) interesting choice yeah interesting choice Uh, what is the song that best summarizes what love is? See, for me, this this one I actually went deep into because there, are, you know, there's a lot of great love songs out there that I've always related to various relationships. But um, and not a lot of people know this group. They were from the 2000s Ruffins, right? Yeah, they um, saying "I love you." It's Lyrically, it's beautiful. They absolutely do. These two, the way they harmonize the two, and it's just, it's about kind of saying the first time you've ever loved somebody, saying that, saying I love you to the first time and to somebody in a new relationship and, and how much that has, has meaning to people and to someone. And I, you know, the first time I ever said it to somebody is like, I really relate to that. So it's, it summarizes it very well for me. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, on, on the flip side of that question, uh, what's the best song about a breakup? <laughs> See, this one, there, there's also a lot of good ones of this, but um, I heard this song about a month after my breakup last summer, and it's by Olivia Rodrigo, and I swear to God, she wrote about my ex, the song Traitor, about <laughs> saying, you were saying you were just friends, and you end up in a relationship with them, which, hmm. That's exactly what I found out with my relationship. That, huh, they said, oh, yeah, nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. A month later, they're in a relationship. And I was like, bitch, I told you. 
(laughs) (laughs) No one believed me, but hmm. But yeah, it's the the words to it. It's like, I'm not Olivia Rodrigo fan. She bugs me not to get out. But this song, it just, it hit perfectly. Like timing, I sent it to my best friend. I was like, what do you, this reminds you? She's like, holy fuck, who wrote the song for you? (laughs) So yeah, no, it it fit perfectly. But it's that one, that one why. Uh, what is a song that you once loved, but you've listened to it recently and you realize that it's just, it's, it's terrible. The whole R. Kelly catalog. Fair. Absolutely <laughs> fair. Yeah. I grew up loving him and can't do it. Nope. I, he's completely out of my whole catalog and I, yeah, I loved all of them. Like the whole hiding in the closet one his all the stuff he did with ron isley like those i loved those songs those you know the mr big songs and yeah mm-mm. i can yeah. hardly hear his voice without wanting to like throw things and get angry that's that's completely fair yeah. <laughs> uh what is the greatest song from a film soundtrack I, i've listened to this you know show a lot and of course everybody I will always love you, Whitney's, of course. That's always going to be top. So I'm going to pick the second. And okay. for me, um, In the Air Tonight by Nonpoint, the Miami Vice soundtrack. So holy fuck, that song, like, nice. In the Air Tonight hits as a song, period, when Phil Collins sings it. But you throw in the rock version and how it fits that movie. Like, I think it's kind of an underrated movie. Jamie Foxx and Will and Colin Farrell. Yeah, they are just phenomenal in it and that song like every time I hear it it's just like I gotta turn it up and rock out to it and it it fits very well for it nice I don't usually like covers but that one works (laughs) it's interesting because um everyone's answer to that question seems to be a cover of another great song right (laughs) So while while you did buck tradition in a way, um, <laughs> it's still stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what film has the greatest soundtrack? Uh, this was actually a tie for me for two very different reasons. Uh, first one, Preacher's Wife, because you can't like every single song on that. That is correct. Yeah, it's yes. absolutely perfect. <laughs> but then uh, set it off. Like that was one of my favorite movies growing also up. Also correct. Yeah, like you, <laughs> you can't not skip a song in it. And I mean, that movie still gets me every time I watch it. Like in tears when Queen Latifah's driving yeah. off and into the police. And I was just, mm. but yeah, that one, it's phenomenal. I listen yeah. to it a lot, actually. So, and for those of you listening to the show, uh, Katie did not give spoilers because that movie is 20 something years old. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, that's your own fault. <laughs> right. Go watch it now. Please do. Well, finish finish listening to this episode. Yes, finish. Yes. And then, 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 yes. then you can go watch it. Because I got some good answers coming too. <laughs> uh, what television show has the best theme song? Uh, Fresh Prince. I'm sorry, but I mean, I'm surprised that's been said. Um, but it just. I can still sing it to this day and it, it just sticks in your head. It's such a, I mean, it fits the whole story of the show. Um, another end actually, and it wasn't written for the show, but Deadliest is 
Deadliest Catch. I love that song that they have on there. And, um, and it fits for the show too. But yeah, Fresh Prince was always like, that's first I think of. And I love the Golden Girls, that one works. But Fresh Prince is, I think, because it was one of my favorite shows growing up. So it's always stuck with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the best song from a Disney film? Um, I was never a huge Disney girl growing up. That wasn't, I was the sports girl, clown girl, but I did love The Little Mermaid. But I also feel like I connect with the villain in it. So Poor Unfortunate Souls. That is sung by in it and she nails it. I mean, just. Um, you will have to listen to um, the episode of It's Like This, the After Party uh, this Thursday, okay. um, because I ask Brandon and Elian the new questions. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's all I'll give you. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, what is what is the song that whenever it comes on, you just absolutely have to dance to it? Doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. This song comes on and you are dancing. <laughs> it's another Santana song and it's a smooth with that he did with Rob Thomas. Yes, absolutely. Like, it gets me going every time. My mom, too. Like it was her favorite song. Like, I just remember we'd always have that CD play when her and I were going somewhere and I mean, she would, that song would come on, she'd crank it up, start dancing in the car. I mean, both two white women can't dance worth <laughs> our lives, but we're dancing <laughs> to it for sure. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, What's the album that he, that came out in the early 2000s. That whole album is really good. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was a whole, like, it was a whole album of like collaborations yeah. and like with, new newer artists and like that particular song um was absolutely like the theme song of the summer of 99 very much so like it was absolutely inescapable (laughs) in the best way yes (laughs) very much but that's what his new album is it's not a more collaborations with new artists and it's just as good like you know i'll still listen to both of them happily (laughs) Nice. Uh, what's the song that means the most to you? Um, not necessarily because of the song itself. The song itself could be shit, but you know, just because of the memories that you have attached to it. Uh, yesterday by the Beatles. Ooh. I, and I first heard the song by Boys to Men, and I will say, I'm sorry, my parents, but theirs is better. But <laughs> my grandma's husband he's been a musician all his life throughout his all of his other jobs but he's always music always has been important to him and I remember we were every Labor Day weekend we would all go either camping or at the beach I remember we had a big bonfire at the beach one night and Rick was quiz like always quizzing me on songs like they'll play a beat or play a lyric and ask me what it is and he started he, he thought he would have me stumped with it because he thought it was coming from the Beatles that and I was like one my parents us to do these all the time of course I'm going to know it but two boys did it so he started singing that 
and I sang it with him. And so we just sat on this log <laughs> all evening long, going back and forth, singing the song together and harmonizing it together. It was a lot of fun. And that was probably one of my favorite childhood memories was sitting on that beach with him. And pretty sure he was probably pretty toasted because he's he was a drinker, but <laughs> he was a fun <laughs> drinker for the most time. For the most part, he was a fun drinker. So <laughs> In, in in fairness to you, uh, I will say um, that uh, Fiona Apple's version of um, Across the Universe from the Pleasantville soundtrack yes. is better than the Beatles version. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I completely agree. Heck, the guy that sang it in whenever that Beatles movie came out a couple of years ago where he was Across the only the one. Universe. That- yeah yeah <laughs> and <laughs> that was he sang it better and i was like sorry <laughs> yeah and there was um fiona apple sang um a cover of pure imagination from oh. willy wonka and the chocolate factory yeah. for like a chipotle app or something <laughs> and it is the most haunting and beautiful song that she, i have ever heard my entire life yeah She's underrated, I was going to say. I will say. Yeah. Put out more. <laughs> um, if, if you were on RuPaul's Drag Race, what would be your ideal lip sync for your life song? This is a tough one for me. Because um, one, <laughs> not very good at lip syncing. <laughs> Her karaoke, nobody wants to hear me sing, but I had to laugh. Um, the first one kind of came to mind because I actually do sing this on karaoke, uh, Fucking Problems by ASAP Rocky. Nice. <laughs> it, it fits. I, you know, fuck bad bitches because I can. Um, but also, but just for fun, because it is fun to sing, um, I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross. Right on. <laughs> nice. I, I love that song, so it fits. <laughs> What's your theme song? This one, I would have to say, and he is my all-time favorite artist ever, is Tom Petty and his song, I Won't Back Down. Nice. Um, yeah, because I've always, and my mom, and I was telling my mom this the other day, I was telling her, she's like, that actually fits, because she's like, you're kind of like a, <laughs> she's like, don't make this in a bad way, like a cockroach or something that you just, keep, people keep trying to take you out and just keep backing it up and... <laughs> Like it might, you might fall, but come right back. And um, there was another one that I actually heard yesterday, and I kind of forget about him sometimes. But uh, Rag and Bone Man does a song called "Human." Yeah, um, I, that's one I would love to see in concert, actually. But yeah, he's he's phenomenal. So that song, that song always fits. You're like, you know, I'm human. I make mistakes, and yeah. <laughs> Who? is an artist that is considered a one-hit wonder that you feel like should have been bigger? Um, it, it took me forever to remember her name because she was a one-hit wonder. <laughs> but Paula Cole, um, she had that cowboy song. And it, I think it was like early 2000, maybe late 90s, actually. It was, it I was mean, like the mid-90s, yeah. Yeah. And she came out with that and just completely disappeared. And I was like, she was really good. Like she had a great singing voice. I think she just kind of got lost. Had that literally one hit and just went to the wayside after that. And 
I couldn't write anything great after that, but she had a good album. The whole album I remember having, it was good. But yeah, I tried to look up stuff for her and I was like, can't find anything. <laughs> she she also did the uh, Dawson's Creek theme song. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, which wasn't as big that. a radio hit as mm-hmm. Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Um, Hmm. which is interesting um because that (laughs) that song got at least one play every every week on the wb she's just living off the The residuals yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm good (laughs) but that was also a time when like that was the lilith fair era when yeah. you know there was also uh, Sarah McLaughlin, and you know Tracy Chapman was at her peak, and um, Ani DeFranco, who else? Sean Colvin, who yeah. came out. That was another one that Sean Colvin <laughs> kind of has fallen um, by the wayside as well. But there was a lot of amazing female artists that came around that time. Yeah, easy to get. Swept Meredith up. Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but funny story about Meredith Brooks. Um, she, I, I looked into her uh, to put in a request for her to be on this show. And yeah. apparently she is like a hardcore Republican. Oh, no. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, which sucks because I really love that song. But there's something you're just like but why why do you have to go that way yeah uh what's the song that reminds you of home um eugene oregon by dolly parton she actually wrote it i'm not from eugene um but that's where all my family's but my mom grew up my grandma lived for the longest time um and she wrote it, and I just, my mom never knew about this song, and I sent it to her the other day. I was like, have you ever even heard this song? She's like, I didn't even know it was written. <laughs> it was written the year she graduated high school, uh, 1972. And it, she talks about the, how beautiful and nice everybody is in this town, and that, that describes Portland and Oregon in a lot of ways, that there's a lot of beauty to it. No, it's got its issues, but there's you know, some great people there, and very open and welcoming. And hearing that song, it's just like, yeah, and she, cause she wrote it. She was super, super homesick. She was on tour for the first time ever really. And um, she didn't really want to go perform, but she went out anyway and they gave her a standing ovation when she came out. I mean, she did a couple encores and gave a couple standing ovations and she went back to her tour bus and wrote the song that night about it. And she says, Eugene's always had a special place and that's what, Oregon is always good. If I ever end up back there, it, yeah, there's reasons I've always wanted to go back to stay. But it's, I don't know if it's my cards, but yeah, it reminds, it's a good reminder, reminder of home. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, Plus it's dull. <laughs> of course. I, what's, the, what's the sexiest song? Uh, that's The Way Love Goes by Janet. That is correct. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Listen to those lyrics. It's just like, damn, girl, that's how you describe that, huh? <laughs> it's 
just, but I mean, Janet, period. I mean, I was in love with her before I even realized I liked women. So <laughs> I... there were hints growing up, but if I just looked at the rings. And yeah, that was definitely one of them that I was like, damn. <laughs> and as we listened to it, I was like, hmm, that fits, that works. <laughs> What is the song that defined your generation? This was hard. Like there, you know, I was early or yeah, early millennial. So kind of on the side of Gen X a little, but um, I would actually say it was DMX songs, Party Up. And I, every high school party, every early college party, like, first couple of years, you would always hear that song. Every club you went to, no matter where you're going, yeah, party up in here and yeah. <laughs> it's, DMX really definitely was a big part of our, my generation anyway, but <laughs> it, yeah, that one, that one definitely fits for it, I would say. Cause like they're, my part, my generation is very big partiers too. And I was thinking <laughs> how we've lived to be as long as we have without dying of alcohol or drug poisoning, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> Fair. That's, those are fair questions. Yes. yes. <laughs> In your opinion, um, what is the greatest song ever written? See, now this is where that winning song will come in. I will always love you because it is, it's timeless. It, as long as it, that song will always fit. But I would also say, um, what's going on by Marvin Gaye's, and it's been done a couple of times, like Neil Young did it right after, and they had that 9-11 special, um, he did it, he performed it with someone, I can't remember who he performed it with, but it's another song that just, just the lyrics will always cut, like, if our nation ever improves, I don't know, but every fucking generation it fits somehow like what the fuck is going on out in this world like but those two very different reasons i would say the two of the greatest because they they fit in a lot of ways to to life excellent choices uh what song is the one that you've listened to the most uh It's a Tom Petty song, yeah, and I wonder how I never ended up as a pothead because I did not know the meaning of it when I was growing up, but Last Dance with Mary Jane. Nice. Also a phenomenal and creepy as fuck, but it's a phenomenal music video. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I feel like my parents probably should have been concerned growing up because <laughs> that was one of my favorite songs, but, and it's, I, it always ends up somewhere <laughs> being played somewhere for me at some point in life that it, it's I've listened to it a lot and yeah <laughs> I didn't know it was about pot until I grew as older I didn't know what Mary Jane uh, meant back when I was you know, six or seven <laughs> when it came out <laughs> <laughs> I just liked it <laughs> speaking of uh music videos uh what is the greatest music video of all time thriller it, it has, like, for me, it has, like, it's, yeah, um, it's fun. Uh, it's, the dance in it is phenomenal. Um, really a lot of Michael Jackson's music videos it is, but in the ones he did with Janet, too, like, 
appreciate ones that really take some effort into it. Um, another one that I looked up, uh, and it's actually by Kendrick Lamar Humble, where he plays the priest, actually the Pope. And uh, he kind of pushed the limits on that song and music video, but it's for some reason, Thriller is always like, when I think of great artistic music videos, that one pops out to my head, always. <laughs> Excellent choice. Uh, what's the greatest musical collaboration of all time? Yeah, I went back and forth on this because I really love all of Santana's collaborations that he's done. They're phenomenal. But when I think of the, one of the ultimate collaborations, Run DMX and Aerosmith walk this way. Like it, it was one of the major rap and hip hop and rock collaborations, one of the first that ever came about. And I, it really defined that generation of music for sure. That combination really cultivated a lot of, you know, you have Linkin Park and Jay-Z that ended up doing great collaborations. You know, they, they blend very well together, those, yeah. that music. So not very far off from each other in a lot of ways. So I was like, you know, that actually it was funny driving to work the other day, it popped on this, um, my radio at work. And I was like, well, hell, there it goes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it was definitely on my mind, but then I think more about it. I was like, yeah, it fits. <laughs> if you could have a song play anytime you entered a room, what would it be? Uh, Sapphire to the Rain by Adele. Excellent. I love that song. Like it just, it's powerful. It's just like, and it's it's confidence that I want to have walking into a room. So it's just like, fuck it all, walk it in. <laughs> that yeah. So that one, for sure. <laughs> I love it. What what is the song that you always put on a playlist? Doesn't matter what kind of playlist it is. This song is going on it, or it's the playlist is a wash. Like this song, this song has to go on every playlist. Um, it's a Breaking Benjamin song, I Will Not Bow. And it fits like it's on my workout CD. It's on clean. It's yeah, everywhere. Like I really like most of their albums are always on because they're one of my favorite bands ever. But um, that song, I'm, first time I heard it, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah that fits and I was like that's it's powerful it's rock it gets you going and works even well on sex playlists as well so <laughs> it's got a good it. beat to it yes <laughs> lyrics might not and the song title of it doesn't always work but it's got a really good drum set to it so that nice. works part of it <laughs> so this next question is a three-parter um what is your go-to house cleaning song? Also <laughs> Breaking Benjamin song, actually. Uh, Dance with the Devil. Okay. Yeah, because it kind of, it gets me up and moving and yeah, gets me motivated to go and get up off the couch and get stuck and <laughs> get song to mop the floor too because you're scrubbing it <laughs> really well with that. So, yeah, that one for sure. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, what's your go-to workout song? Um, since I mentioned it earlier, uh, the Tom Petty, I went back down. I was like, I'll use, went with my other one, uh, Slippin' by DMX. Okay. So he had his whole, a lot of his albums fit really well for working out because he, he's got a voice that <laughs> just kind of gets you pumped up and going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what's your go-to driving song? Like when you get in the get in the car, like this song has to, you just you have to put it on. Uh, this was a song that we always actually would always have uh, taking with us going on road trips with my parents. So, uh, "Night Moves," Bob Seger. Oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely phenomenal song. That his greatest hits album actually is a great road tripping songs it's got a lot of great um songs fits on it but night moves like reminds me of childhood taking road trips with my parents like there was always three or four albums that were must-haves and that was one of them and and actually i remember watching the show supernatural and they did it as kind of a playoff like they were it's like several seasons into it and it is just them driving in the car singing the song is going off and it's a great song to sing along to and <laughs> yeah i love it yeah I, He's quiet, but <laughs> I have a road trip playlist um that is nothing but bob seeker and bruce springsteen stevie nicks and heart and like yep. that's it yes <laughs> that is a perfect those are great combos but yeah Bruce was another one that was always Bonnie Raitt, Jimmy Ooh, Buffett. Bonnie Raitt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's saw her in concert once. And, oh, oh, nice. Love to hear her sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what is one song that you would give anything to see played live? And would it be by the original artist? Or would it be a cover? Um, well, it's going to have to be a cover now because he's dead. But if you can bring him back, Tom Petty's Wildflowers. It's such a beautiful song to me. Um, and it's, that whole album's phenomenal. But Tom, Tom is one artist that I had the opportunity to see but couldn't get out of work. And I wish I had called in sick type of gone up to Seattle because it was his last tour. I didn't know it was going to be his last tour, but um, that one. And so, but I've heard some beautiful covers of it. Actually, I would love to hear Adele sing it, to be honest. I think she could do a very good job with it. Uh, Bonnie Raitt could do a very good job with it. There is one song that growing up that I always wanted to hear that I got to hear live was Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony, them singing that. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they, they still put so much soul behind that song because it's still so important to them and hearing them sing that. But yeah, it was, it was a phenomenal song to hear live. Nice. Those are yeah. excellent answers. Yeah. So um, you've died and uh, you are at the entrance to whatever afterlife type thing that you believe in um and before they will let you in 
they're going to make a mixtape of your life. Now, the most important question that you will answer <laughs> in this time that we've been together, Katie, what is the first song on that mixtape? Nick of Time by Bonnie Raitt. Excellent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I almost went with somebody else, but I, I was like, no, it's it, one has to be a Bonnie song. She is my all time favorite. And that song is also heard her singing that live. Fucking A. Girl can sing. <laughs> Girl can sing. And she's gorgeous. She's still gorgeous, but yeah, for sure, neck of time. <laughs> Fantastic choice. Fantastic choice. <laughs> so that is um, the end of the questions, uh, the end of your mixtape, as it were. Um, so if you would like to tell the folks listening at home and all over the world um, where they can find you on social media, tell them about your shows, anything of that sort, you are more than welcome to do that now. Yeah, well, they can always find me on um, Twitter, Art Music for Life. That's fitting. <laughs> um, but also, book, I'm also Books and Bourbon, uh, my new show that is dropping beginning of June. Um, it's literally just about books and bourbon. <laughs> you know, everyday, an everyday person, you know, I'm not an expert on either of them. But so, you know, you're not going to get elite reviews on bourbons, but as a person that just loves it, loves the taste of it, I'll get some good, you know, ideas what to drink and then books. Like I've been an avid reader since I was little. And so I was like, you know, combine the combination and it's a good combination. So, you know, you don't have to be a lover of bourbon to listen. You don't have to be a lover of books, but a little bit for everything for everybody. <laughs> and of course, um, unapologetically she with all my amazing ladies that I co-host with it on there. Um, listen to that that drops every tuesday so it's always great episodes to listen to especially did a music one recently so go check that one out that one's a lot of fun yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that one is where you can find me <laughs> that one is out right now isn't it the yeah, music episode out, yeah. yeah the day we're recording this yes yes <laughs> yes we are recording this on a tuesday mm -hmm. um the same day that um all episodes of Unapologetically She drop. Yes. Um, Katie, my friend, thank you thank so you. very much for being here um, this evening. I have enjoyed this immensely. Um, and I cannot wait to hear the first episode of Books and Bourbon. Um, and because I have access to all the shows on our hosting platform, as soon as it's <laughs> uploaded, I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Should be up now. I think I think I got it up yesterday. Is it okay? Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't been I haven't been on 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 the platform uh, yeah. <laughs> today. Um, I was editing it, so yeah, should so, be up. Yes. Yeah. I know what I'm about to do. Enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. My best friend from home that he would make me actually a great podcast podcaster. We should get him on the show. <laughs> get him on. <laughs> um, but thank you again, Katie. And thank you. dear listeners, I will see you next week. <laughs>